there! Christ for Youth International exists to grow youth in fellowship and in honor of our Lord, to be like well-nurtured plants and pillars to adorn, so we can reach out to our generation with the principles of Christ's leadership. Welcome to the Ahava Dantuman Podcast. We hope you are blessed as you listen to this message. They just call themselves Christians. I mean, when they open their passport, you see Christian there. So that, that satisfies their belief. I mean, they believe that if the uh, passport is able to make you travel to other countries, if they're writing Christian on their passport, it should take them to heaven as well. Yeah. Uh, passport to heaven. Uh, hallelujah. But you see, many, but many things must, must go for God's kingdom. Yeah. And you see, you must look at your life to know what must go in your life, what must go away for God's kingdom to stand? Hallelujah. He also spoke about the fact that um, greatness comes through service. You know, Pastor Rod preached something uh, some time ago, and he has always been mentioning it, that the kingdom of God, uh, it can be called an upside-down kingdom. Whatever is down on earth, it seems to be up in the kingdom of God. In the kingdom of God, uh, greatness is by service. Yeah. But on earth, greatness is by boasting yourself or... Um, standing out, yeah. How many of us, when we were in secondary school, you realize that those, how do I call them, those DBs, yeah, when uh, they see themselves so big that they can't even um, bend down to scrub, yeah. Uh, when I was in, in secondary school, one time a guy just used, decided to use Sprite to brush his teeth, yeah. I, we never really got the concept. I don't know why I still remember them for what. <laughs> But it was it was just <laughs> hallelujah. You know that people are trying to uh, live some sort of greatness through um, the things they do or the, what they have or the family name they have they own. But you see, in the kingdom of God, greatness comes through service. Jesus came to serve. Bible says that Jesus said that uh, as the Father works, so do I work. Jesus came to serve. Jesus came to serve. Bible said that He came to. Uh, um, he with the brokenhearted. Jesus spent most of his time with the sick, with the poor, serving, serving. This was the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. If God, the, who came from heaven, and the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords came to heaven, then you are from. Malon, uh, <laughs> yeah, one. I'm from Motorjoy. Hallelujah. Another principle that was shared last week was the principle of generosity. And this one principle that really gets to me. I mean, one of the things that's difficult to do in our time is to be generous. Yeah. To, to give out something that means a lot to you. Yeah. Give out something that you worked for or you, you suffered for and to give to someone who's in need. Hallelujah. See, many people feel that uh, greatness comes by hoarding things. Yeah. Many people feel that greatness comes by, or riches comes by, you know, finding many bank accounts and keeping things, you know. Yeah. When you meet a poor person, like you tell the person that, listen, go and find something to do and stop your begging. Hallelujah. I mean, when you listen to or read the parable of the, uh, what's the parable? The title of it. Um, the rich man who was so wealthy that uh, he had many grains and uh, he had, God had given him an abundance. And instead of him giving or being generous towards the kingdom of God, he decided to build more bands, more um, silos, meaning more things to keep his possession. And one night God came and told him that your, your uh, life is going to be demanded of you this very evening. Yeah. yeah. You see, when you, when, when you hold things, when you God to demand an account. Yeah. You see, this guy did not expect um, God to suddenly appear. 
He did not expect God to suddenly appear and demand uh, his life. Hallelujah. He said this very evening. Yeah. Some of us, you are holding things, picking things. You know, you know it yourself. Yeah. You are hiding things. I mean, uh, even at home, they, sometimes when they cook food, you go and make sure you hoard you hold the, the, the heavy ones, yeah. If they open the chicken bowl, you know they are going for the big ones first. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. I know of a story about how somebody in their house, I mean, it's dangerous to live in their house. Yeah. When they cook food and you don't go early, say, find somebody taking the food and putting it in, in the cupboard and closing it, locking it somewhere, hoarding. Hallelujah. And we are just, we are just thought that it's better to give than to receive. Yeah. It's better to give than to receive. And this is the kingdom of God. Everything is upside down. So have, you asked, uh, what, have you asked yourself this past week, what have you given? What have you given, first of all, to the kingdom? Yeah. Who has been blessed by your hand? Yeah. Who has, who has uh, eaten because of you? Yeah. Now, someone said that uh, someone is depending on you to eat. Yeah. Someone is depending on you to go to school. Yeah. Someone is depending on you to... Live through the day. One time, uh, I was at a service and a man of God was just preaching. And he was preaching. Uh, well, just preaching. And, you know, the prophetic came. And he began to pray for people. And he said that, he called somebody and said that, uh, a scholarship for this person. And I felt a lot told me that, you know, people are always wishing that God would give them scholarship. People that God would give them scholarship. God would give them scholarship. But God was like, do you know that you can pay someone school fees here in Ghana? Yeah. You can pay someone school fees here in Ghana, but you want scholarship, but you won't pay. Hallelujah. You'll not be generous. So that God also be generous towards you. Hallelujah. Amen. So Pastor Otto also spoke about the four scopes of Jesus' life. And the fact that when Jesus lived on earth, one of the things he did was to preach a kingdom message. Yeah. Jesus preached a kingdom message. As you are here, have you ever preached a kingdom message to somebody before? Yeah. That was something that marked Jesus' life. He preached the kingdom message. Hallelujah. Yeah, many of us preach ourselves nowadays. Yeah, they call us rebranding. Yeah, you brand yourself on Instagram. Take pictures for the gram. Yeah. Change, uh, uh, go to photo studios. When it's your birthday, then you just give. I'm not saying it's, not, it's a bad thing. Yeah, but what I'm saying is that when you are doing these things and the kingdom of God is not even preached, at least when you get it, Take a nice picture, add a sermon or something, or scripture. Yeah, at least. Yeah. At least preach small. Hallelujah. But Jesus came to preach the kingdom of God. And he realized that throughout his message, he kept preaching the kingdom of God. Everything he said was about the kingdom of God. You know, because man had lost something. See, man did not lose a religion. He lost a kingdom. Yeah. Man did not lose, uh, 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 how do you call it, what we have here. He lost a kingdom. When God uh, created the universe, when God created everything, okay, and God created man, he put him um, under his kingdom. Okay, and made him uh, have dominion over the earth. Man lost a dominion. Yeah, there's, something you've, there's something that we lost when the sin nature came. And Jesus came to restore it. And just what Jesus was preaching, all his, most of his messages when he was preaching, he always said that the kingdom of God is like, the kingdom of God is like, trying to um, bring back the kingdom into man, people's hearts. Hallelujah. Now something Jesus also went on to do was to raise disciples. Hallelujah. Christ-like disciples. You know, when you look at Jesus' life, you realize that um, there are particular things he did. Okay. Jesus expects us to replicate these things. 
You understand? If Jesus went on to raise the disciples as a kingdom, as a kingdom citizen, sorry, God has mandated you to raise a disciple. Yeah, to raise somebody. One thing I believe is that uh, everyone sitting here, do you know somebody listens to you? Yeah. Somebody's decision they are taking uh, is because of the words he heard from you. Somebody's decision or life choices they've made because they were following you. Yeah. See, who knows? Somebody's pregnant because of the advice they gave you give the person. Yeah. 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 Somebody is a chronic bet man. Yeah. Because in high school, you taught the person how to bet and gamble. You are a champion. Yeah. Disciple maker. Yeah. You know, whenever I look at a group of people, do you know that every time you look at a group of people moving in, every time you look at a group of people moving in, there's a leader inside. Though the leader has not appointed himself leader. Yeah. But everybody is following the person. Everybody. When the person says this, you are all doing it. But the person says, I'm going here. Well, they seem to follow the, the confidence person. This guy seems to know what he's doing. Even though what he's doing seems to be the most foolish thing, they are following the person. Yeah. Check, check high schools. Every time you see a group of people doing something stupid there, eh? just look at, you find one particular person inside. Yeah. A world disciple maker. Yeah. Yeah. And I've come to realize that to a large degree, everybody has the capacity to raise somebody. There's somebody who will listen to you. Somebody who will master and follow you. There's somebody when he speaks, he will listen to you. There's someone who is just, I mean, when just, the person just sees you, the person just admires you. Yeah. There's something like that. Everywhere you find yourself. Everywhere. You see, you may be an instrumentalist. You may be a drummer. Yeah. You may be a guitarist, big guitarist, or at the media side. There's somebody always wanting to learn what they are learning. Yeah. Sometimes you can, you can sing really well. All so, oh, somebody is looking out for is that how will I draw closer to this person? Yeah. See, there's, there's, God has given you a room to disciple somebody. Yeah, one thing I've come to realize, or one of the keys I've come to realize in, in discipline others is the gift God has given you. Yeah. Because people, see, people are attracted to people's gifts. Yeah. And that is the room God gives. Do you know that, um, let me tell you something. Do you know that uh, uh, many times uh, people come close to the gift than the gift goes to them? A lot of times. Okay. Example. Uh, let, me give, let me just give a, a common example. Do you know that a tree a mango tree, okay. A mango tree will never bring its fruits to you. Yeah, you not be, you not be walking around and see a mango tree following you. <laughs> yeah, you know, you never see it. You go to the tree, yeah, because the tree has a gift, and you go to it. You can't realize that every time you have something to display, somebody is always following you. Maybe you are a great leader. Yeah, sometimes when you, that's who you are. When you just stand in front of class, you are speaking. People admire it. All of a sudden, people ask you questions. It's a, it's a key to be a disciple maker. Yeah. Sometimes you are someone who likes projects. Every time you want to do something, you want to change something in the uh, environment. Maybe you want to clean uh, snake flats. Maybe you want to go and feed. If you want to go and feed uh, orphans. I realize that when, as soon as you make up your mind that you're going to feed orphans and you have that passion, you start to move it, some people start following you. All of a sudden, they start appearing from nowhere. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's, an opportunity to be a disciple maker. And God is just pushing gaps to everyone's life to be a disciple maker. Hallelujah. And the other thing that Jesus came to do is that he sent his disciples to affect the world. Yeah. See, the goal of discipleship is to affect the world. Aside to be like Christ, is to also affect the world. 
Yeah. Bible says that we are the light of the world. We are the light of the world. The light of the light light brings change. Yeah. When there's where there is darkness around, light brings change. Bible says that you are the salt of the earth. Something I understand about salt. You see, uh, if you cook rice, one with salt and one without salt, you know the difference. Yeah. Yeah. You know the difference. Salt brings a difference. Yeah. And Bible says you are the salt of the earth. You are the difference. Yeah. Never go anywhere and be like everybody else. Yeah. Never be like everybody else. Stand different. Why? You're a kingdom citizen. You cannot be like the world. Though. Yeah. You cannot be like the world. Look at your life. God has called you for something greater. God has called you for something big because he has, his spirit is inside of you. Bible says that greater is he that is in you, that is in the world. Why? His Holy Spirit, the very spirit that created the entire world, lives within you. You can't be like everybody else. Sometimes there are, all you need to do is ask yourself a question at a workplace. Am I like everybody? Do I have the same conversations? Do I laugh to the same jokes? Do I, do I, do I gather with the same people? Okay, especially the uh, bad jokes. Yeah. Do, when, when somebody wants to hear a very foolish joke, do they come to me? Yeah. Or when somebody wants to listen to the latest gossip, do they look for me? That tell you, have you heard about this? What, what, what was going on? And they, 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 they seem to gather around you. Yeah. You see, what, what else, you see, there are various things that things gather around. Yeah, there are some, you see, there's a tree, a tree, people, when it's, uh, the mango season is in, people gather around mango trees. You have a mango, as people are knocking your goods, they want to, they want to your mangoes. Huh. Other things, uh, nasty things gather around them. There's some things that you find flies around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, uh, it means that that very thing, that very thing is producing something bad. That's inviting the wrong people. So you need to ask yourself, who, who is gathering around me? Yeah. You have to ask yourself that question. Yeah, look at your friends. Look at this person. Is he a wise person? Yeah. One day I had a group of, before I joined CY, I had a group of friends. We were moving. Yeah, they're my best friends. I mean, I had no other, yeah, that's the word, squad. Yeah. Moving, 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 moving. And one day something happened. And I said, No. <laughs> Yeah, I said, no, 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 no. I mean, I realized that um, um, there's a scripture. Um, it's in Psalms. Okay, I'll, I'll talk about that scripture later. But I realized that, um, you know, what, whatever word, okay, a particular word that uh, the group uses, uh, most likely the group is strongly related to that word. Example, in the group, everything is, everything uh, about that group, they are fully. When they say, hey, Jimmy, Jimmy, you're walking in the council of fools. Yeah, because that's the word that they relate to. Yeah. When they realize that this group, every time they'll see this word, I said, no, I can't be a fool. I stopped. <laughs> I left them. Are we here? Are we here? And uh, the last thing Jesus did was he left the church. He left the church. The Bible says, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. You see, God left us a church. He left us a church. You know, Bible says, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. God did not create you to stand alone. Many people want to stand alone and believe that the gates of hell will not prevail against you. Stand there. <laughs> they will prevail against you. Yeah. But Bible says he built his church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Hallelujah. See, God, God is building his church. You must be a part of it. Yeah. And people are lost in the world. Bible says that I have sheep outside, outside the fence. Go and get them. Who are you getting? Who are you bringing? 
See, something simple about you can draw somebody from the fires of hell. Okay. As a simple act. Sometimes uh, being generous to somebody can just bring someone from the fires of hell into the church. Yeah. See, I believe the church, uh, the church can do a lot of things. So, check throughout history. Many, many great changes in the world that is keeping the world together because of the church. Yeah, check. Check. Um, history says history that uh, wherever the church was, uh, prosperity came to that, that land. Yeah, the church started from Antioch. Prosperity came there. It went to Rome. Prosperity came to... That's why Rome still has that prosperity they have now. With the Catholic Church, they still have that prosperity. Then it went to um, the America. Yeah, America felt very spiritual. I don't know where they passed now. Yeah. yeah. The prosperity went there. Prosperity went there. Now it's coming to Africa. In fact, it's in Africa now. Yeah, so you see that... You see that all of a sudden, attention... All over the world, attention is coming to Africa. If, if you watch the news, people are just moving to Africa. Yeah, even though for bad reasons, but they are just coming. They're just coming. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So these are some of the scopes uh, we spoke about. Amen. Now, today what I want to share, uh, something simple. Uh, it's about the Lordship of Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. See, when you become a part of the kingdom, a kingdom, all right, any kingdom around, okay, when you part, become a part of a kingdom or a citizen of a kingdom, I'm not talking about a a country or a nation. I'm talking about a kingdom. Okay. Where you can't be a kingdom citizen. Do you understand? You come under a king. Okay. I'm talking about nations that had kingdoms. You know, um, kingdoms don't run by de democracy. Yeah. The king is the law. Okay. And when you come under a kingdom, you come under a king. Do you understand? Uh huh. And you come to realize that. Especially in Africa, we, we understand the concept a lot because there are a lot of chiefs around. Okay? There are a lot of chiefs around. So we know what it means to have a king. And you know what it means for the king to have rulership over the land. Do you understand? You can't realize that the kingdom centers around the king. So in a democracy, the, the, the democra the, a democracy, the, everything centers around the people, the people's decision. Okay? Whatever the people decide, that's where the nation is going. Do you understand? But in the kingdom, it doesn't center around the people. It centers around the king. Yeah, the king is the law. That's why it says kingdom, king's dominion. It's the king's dominion, the king's domain. And something we must understand about the kingdom is that the kingdom has dominion and authority over the land. He has authority. He has authority. No man has the authority. He has the authority. Do you understand? And he has rulership over everything on the land. Now, something you also understand is that a king is also a lord. Do you understand? There's a difference between a, a there's a slight difference between a lord and a king. Okay, a king has dominion. Okay, what the kings, well, what the king has to do with dominion, a lord has to do with ownership. Yeah, a lord has to do with ownership, meaning that um, a king is always a lord, but a lord is not always a king. Do you understand? By a lord owns things. Okay, many of us we know the concept of lordship from landlord. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He owns the land. It's for him. <laughs> yeah, he's the landlord. Do you understand? Okay, so since um, every um, king is a lord, what it means is that the king also owns everything in his domain. Do you understand? Everything in his domain, the king owns it. Okay, he he decides to give uh, whatever is in his domain to you. You may be, you may have bought the land in the, but he he's, he's still the owner. Yeah, it's his land. He has bought he bought from him. 
He gave it to you. In a kingdom, you don't own anything. There's no sense of personal ownership. Everything belongs to the, uh, the king. He decides to give it to you as a gift. That is why in the ancient days, you realize that kings always used to go for war for more land. Because the, the, the extent to which you had land, that shows how wealthy you were. Yeah, so everybody was going for land. That's why they came to Africa. Yeah, all the um, British and the Spaniards and the Portuguese, the things you learned. Don Diego da Zambucha, those people. Yeah, they all came. They all came to Africa for more land. Yeah. And wherever they uh, conquered, they called it crown land. Crown land. That the land belongs to the crown. Hallelujah. Now, when we come to the kingdom of God, see, there's something we must understand. When we come to the kingdom of God, nothing belongs to you. You've come under a king. Under a king. Okay, under a king. And under a lord. That is why the Bible says he's the king of kings and the lord of lords. On the earth there are many kings, but he's the lord of, he's the, he's the, lord of he's the king of all of them. On the earth there are many lords, but he's the lord of all of them. He's the owner of all of them. Okay, God is lord. He's the lord of lords. And one thing you must understand, that when you enter the kingdom of God, you must know that he's your lord. That's why the Bible says that you have to accept him as your lord and personal savior. The issue with many believers is that we know him as our savior, but not our lord. Yeah. We have accepted him as our savior, but the lord passed, no? The lord passed, that's where the problem is. And that's why many people are living their life the way they are living it today. They can't accept Jesus Christ as their lord. Yeah. What does it mean Jesus Christ to be your lord? He means he takes the decisions in your life. Yeah. He takes the decisions in your life. Amen. It means that he becomes the controller of your life. He becomes the master. Yeah. I'm talking about He's your master. Every decision you take, every decision you take, the school you go, the person you marry, the place you travel to, if he's not involved in it, then he's not your Lord. You see, what does it mean for Jesus to be your Lord? It means to obey him without question. There is no lordship without obedience. There is no lordship without obedience. Yeah. If, if whatever Jesus tells you, you're not doing it, you are not, you are not behaving like he's your Lord. Yeah. Many of us, select things, select, are selective about the things we see in the Bible. This one I like, this one I don't like. Yeah. This one works for me. This one there, it works for this spiritual person. Yeah. This one, this one, this one is okay. This one is not okay. Hallelujah. It means that every decision that we take, Christ must be at the center of it. Christ must be at the center. You can never take any decision without Jesus Christ being at the center of it. Whatever activity you are doing, see, whatever thing you are doing, on this earth, be it a, a project, be it a business, be it a, an education, it's Christ the center of it. See, the reason God sent you to overseas to go and say it's not because of you. No, 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 no. It's because of Him, He's the center. Ask yourself a question what do you want to study? How is it contributing to the kingdom agenda? Yeah, how is it contributing to the kingdom agenda? One time I was there, I was, I was beginning to think about the rich people on the, of the earth. Like, ah, these guys, why are they so rich? I mean, one man, then you own, you own almost everything. It, it became a very big question. I thought the Lord told me that, see, no man is rich on their own. Yeah. There's an agenda. He's part of an agenda. There's no way a man can be rich on his own. It's an agenda. Jeremiah Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and 
the kingdom agenda and all other things have added. See, those people that are seeking an agenda. You know, that when you see a very wealthy man, oh, this guy is wealthy, he has everything there, he's in magazines, uh, or YouTube is there, Facebook is there, Google is there. When you type, maybe you type the, uh, a particular letter, letter that's suggesting the person's name. Rich guy. All of a sudden, something comes out. Maybe um, they are, uh, inspire everybody to take uh, a medicine, to take this, and this person, they show this person's face. This person doesn't know anything about medicine. Remember this person, next example, this person um, is the richest man on the earth because maybe he sells uh, toiletries. What does toiletry have to do with medicine? But he's rich. <laughs> so they put him there. It's about the agenda. Yeah. Everything you must do must center around the kingdom. Luke 6, 46. Bible says, why do you call me Lord and do not do what I say? Yeah, Jesus once said to um, the people that why do you call me Lord? Like, you're just giving me funds. Yeah. But you don't do what I say. Yeah. There are many things uh, many believers of our time don't do. Yeah. Many people of our time will never do it. Example, one common thing. Many people of our time don't give the men of God nowadays. Yeah. It's a very deep topic. Very sensitive topic. But me, I'll say, I'll say it. Yeah. People judge men of God. Hey! Say you are men of God. Someone just look at it. Hey, you are men of God. So would you collection. There's many, many, eh, many, many things. Oh, boy, yeah, Juma, you don't go and work. You don't go and enter. One time we were coming from somewhere and we saw a signboard. It said, all men of God must work. And I saw that. I said, this thing, eh, <laughs> it's a serious, <laughs> it's a serious something. Yeah, he said, go to the office and work. See, it's, it's, it's something that people are not willing to obey. It's something very sensitive. Yeah. Another sensitive topic was maybe evangelism. Yeah. Go into every nation and what make disciples of every nation. Yeah, it's an instruction. An instruction. Are you obeying it? Are you obeying it? Bible says men ought to pray and not faint. Do you pray? Do you pray? How was the last time you joined the dawn prayer meeting? Yeah. When was the last time you woke up and said, I'm coming to pray because the kingdom agenda suggests that I pray. I have to pray. The kingdom agenda commands that I pray. See, it's not about you. It's just a simple uh, question. Is, the, is Jesus Christ your Lord? If it's your Lord, are you praying? Simple. It's not uh, excuses. Uh, oh, uh, I have to wake up at 4. Uh, oh, I slept at 12. Oh, uh, uh, one or two things. I have to get my beauty sleep. All those things. It's, it's, no, it doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. Did you do what the Lord told you to do? Simple. Yeah. In our time where uh, uh, one of the things that every believer needs to be doing in our time is prayer. You had to find people at the prayer park. Yeah. Yeah. People never show. See, sometimes eh, sometimes you can ask um, um, when you are going for a prayer meeting, it can be difficult. That's the very time you are tired. All of a sudden, your legs say don't go. Yeah. All of a sudden, you are annoyed. <laughs> Something will just stop you. But the Lord says, be there. So be there. It's an instruction from your Lord. Obedience. There's no obedience. There's no lordship without obedience. Yeah, but was I'm always said to, uh, what's his name? Saul, that obedience is better than sacrifice. Yeah. See, God wants your obedience more than what you can give. He's looking for your obedience. Hallelujah. We hope you've been blessed by this message. You know, listening to a message once is never enough. 
Stay connected for more and follow us on Instagram at ahava underscore danzuman to get in touch. Remember, you are loved. Stay blessed.